Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for over 20 years now. You can read all of my written work there. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. Today, I'm going to be looking at Kong, Skull Island. Yes, the latest big franchise movie out there. It's an action-adventure fantasy PG-13 rated for intense sequences of sci-fi violence and action and for brief, strong language, and it runs an hour and 58 minutes. The cast includes Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, John C. Riley, John Goodman, Corey Hawkins, Toby Kebble, and many, many more. It's directed by Jordan Vogt-Roberts, and the screenplay is by Dan Gilroy, Max Borenstein, and Derek Connolly. If you've seen the advertisements for Kong Skull Island, you'll know this is a popcorn flick. This really is kind of a quintessential popcorn flick. It doesn't really try to go deep with important themes. It doesn't get entrenched in a lot of setup or explanation. It's really built on the premise that audiences want a lot of action as well as humor for two hours without any kind of pretense that it's striving to be anything more than that. You probably won't remember much of substance within a day or two after seeing this movie, and that only means you can watch it all over again at your leisure, again in the theater with other friends if you have to, or when it comes out on Blu-ray or what have you, but it's really fit for those times when you just want to have something fun to watch without that kind of overhead where you need to pay strict attention to nuance or anything else, really. As far as the storyline goes, after we get this introductory, this prologue uh, set during World War II that introduces the massive ape Kong and the island he resides on, Skull Island, of course, we spring ahead in the story to 1973 where we find the United States government in the waning days of their involvement in Vietnam, planning this exploration of the previously uncharted island in the South Pacific that seems to be perpetually under massive storm clouds, and they hope to lay claim there before the Russians get there first. Kong, the giant ape, is there, and he greets the military choppers in the manner that you'd expect if you've seen your King Kong movies before. And those humans that survive the onslaught find that the island is full of many other creatures that are even more menacing than Kong, especially these so-called skull crawlers, as a uh, long-surviving World War II pilot named Hank Marlowe, played by John C. Riley, calls them. They lurk like carnivorous two-legged dinosaurs around the island, consuming every creature in sight, and they are the big bad baddies in this film as well. Kong Skull Islands, directed with a maximum amount of fast-paced action, and also a lot of style from Jordan Vogt-Roberts, who liberally steals, really, from a few other well-known jungle and island conflict classics. Apocalypse Now, if you've seen the advertisements or the poster for this, you know that this is cribbing very heavily from Apocalypse Now in terms of where it goes. Jurassic Park, also especially in terms of how it deals with its characters, as well as the way that Vote Roberts uses his camera, especially those pan-ups into the faces of the main characters, and it really does evoke, to a large degree, what you would find in a Spielberg film. Some people might even get a little bit of a vibe from the TV show Lost because it's set on an island and all kinds of crazy things happen at almost every turn. This is really built to be a fun ride from beginning to end. Not much more than that. It's not the kind of movie that spends a lot of time building up more than the bare minimum necessary to explain the aim of what the mission is, as well as to give one defining trait for any of its many characters before they get sent off to either prevail, ultimately, or more likely to die trying in sundry, gruesome ways. And for 
those viewers who like to predict who will die among the cast and in what order they will expire, you probably won't be caught terribly surprised by what happens here. The actors are physically appealing in their role, despite having some award-winning actors here. They're not really exploited for the acting talents. They're more than here for a certain look or to appeal to a bigger world market, and none perhaps save John C. Riley as that kooky World War II pilot gone loopy from too many years with no one to talk to except for these mysterious native people who regard Kong as a god. None of them really shine in their performances, per se, due to the sparse amount of time that's afforded to each of them. This is a very large cast for such a simple film, but because the plot necessitates a pretty brisk pace for this film, there's not much time for the awe that surely would have overtaken humans who are encountering such deadly mammoth creatures for the first time unheard of, but we don't really get that many beats in terms of sheer horror or awe and again the characters are merely here to push forward the plot or to provide fodder for the beastly carnage that is sure to ensue visual effects really are the star here more so than the humans and while they are gorgeous in the level of detail as well as the fluid movement there's something still too artificial about them we never really get a sense of weight or dimension to any of the destruction that goes on the screen so it's almost like an animated feature for large portions of the action sequences so we don't really feel that kind of level of mass destruction that's going on Legendary Entertainment, the makers of this movie who also produced the 2014 reboot of Godzilla, they learned from some of the criticism of that movie, I believe, because that film left some fans feeling cold because of the abated action and lack of screen time for the main monster there. This one has a more expressive Kong. He shows up here early. He's in full glory whenever he does. There's not an inch of Kong that we don't see on the screen. And while the slugfest battle sequences are pretty prolonged and quite plentiful, that really will go a long way to pleasing fans who want a lot of action and want to see it in all of its detail. Classic rock tunes are going to fill your auditory canals, and the use of them really ups the fast-paced tempo of this film, as well as the music video-style montages. Really good effect here, much in the way that Suicide Squad did for the superhero realm. And there are a number of story threads throughout Kong Skull Island, even though it's not really built on big storytelling moments, and none are really particularly that interesting, and they're really there only to move the action forward and to set up the big battle conflicts. The most prominent, I guess, story thread comes in the form of Samuel L. Jackson's character, Lieutenant Preston Packard, who makes it his mission to destroy the giant ape for taking out a bunch of his squadron of soldiers early in the film. He doesn't really realize that Kong's presence on the islands, what gives the environment the tenuous balance that's necessary from devolving into utter chaos. And there's a little bit of trivia here because it's in keeping with that Jurassic Park illusion I mentioned earlier. Samuel L. Jackson, who appeared in both films, gets to repeat a line he used in Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. That was featured in the advertisements as well. So Kong, as a character in this film, he doesn't really represent how humankind comes to exploit and kill a beast who meant no harm as he has in some of the other iterations of his story, but rather, he's really here just as a force of nature for man to try to contend with and overcome to assert dominion over the planet. And essentially, Kong needs to be killed by humans because humans fear his capacity to destroy. It's not much more complex than that. In terms of how I feel about the film, I would say for a pure piece of entertainment, you could do much worse than Kong Skull Island. It is a slickly directed piece of 
Very populist nonsense. Along those lines, it's enjoyably escapist in a very modest fashion. It should reasonably please anyone who comes into it with low expectations of what they're going to get. To me, it reminded me a lot of Jurassic World in that way. It really crosses the bar of entertainment, even by a hair's breadth. But I think what it trades in terms of plausibility or rationale for what we're seeing, it does make up for with good spectacle and some very well-rendered and digitally choreographed rumbles in the jungle that are worth the price of admission. It may be a huge crock in the end, but I don't think that you can say that it doesn't deliver on the goods promised. And those goods are adeptly processed and packaged for easy and greasy consumption for those who like fast food entertainment. I'm going to give Kong Skull Island three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do think it's worthwhile for those people who are seeking this kind of entertainment. If you have any expectations that this is going to be a really good film or you're going to see some great performances from a very high quality cast of actors, this is probably not your bag. But if you're just going in there for a lot of action, a lot of destruction, and a lot of comic book style entertainment, this really does deliver that and I will recommend it for you. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to not only go to my website, but you can find more of my podcasting work on the In Session Film podcast, the extra film segment. So take a look. Go to InSessionFilm.com for details there and click subscribe for them as well. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com slash Quipster and leave a donation because this is a very costly endeavor to see all these movies and spend the time to sit and write all of these reviews. But you can also spread the word. Go to iTunes and leave a review and let other people know that this is a show that you enjoy listening to. And I would be interested in hearing what you think about Kong. You can go to my website, Quipster.net. You can find my contact information there as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.